Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Von Miller is back for the 2020 NFL season after the team picked up his club option. Plus, the Broncos, they placed their second round tenors on Alexander Johnson and Tim Patrick. And we discussed some of the moves that the Broncos were in or were not in on as the new league year approaches us here today. Welcome back in to a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Devil Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, senior NFL analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the show at Lockdown Broncos and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Cody Rourke NFL. We just put out the Ronald Darby film review. It is fresh. It is in there on the YouTube channel. So hit that subscribe button there for Denver Broncos film content that you can expect all year long, folks. But with that said, great news for Broncos fans here today. Broncos fans woke up yesterday to quite the surprises. It was announced that the Broncos, they picked up Von Miller's club option early in the morning on Tuesday, and that means that Von Miller will play another season in Denver. And obviously, he's going to be one of the higher-paid edge rushers going into the 2021 NFL season. But for the Broncos, this was important. It was important for George Payton, who from the very beginning in the March 4th press conference said that our plan is to keep Von. We want Von here. We want Von back. We are going to find a way to make it happen. And reportedly, both sides were going through the idea of a restructure. Things were thrown at Vaughn's club. Vaughn decided to say, no, hey, I'm not taking this type of pay cut. Uh, I'm not sure what those exact terms were in terms of what the proposed pay cut or restructure would have been for Vaughn. But the Broncos believe that Vaughn was too valuable to let go. When you look at the overall safety market, the competing edge rusher market, you're seeing guys get deals around the $15 million to $16 million range, guys who are younger, but maybe not as good as Vaughn or don't have a high enough ceiling as Vaughn has throughout his career in the organization. The organization ultimately believed that it was worth retaining Vaughn Miller, so that now means that he'll be back for the 2021 NFL season. And I think this is a strong move for George Payton. We talked about it on yesterday's episode of the show, uh, discussing some of these free agencies, how George Payton could come in here and he can maybe change the perception of the culture that the Denver Broncos organization currently has by players both inside the locker room and players outside of Denver, how they view the organization. George Payton so far looking at taking care of his guys. It started with Shelby Harris. Von Miller was the next batch there. Even though the Kareem Jackson move was very shocking, it made sense for the organization based on his plan. Obviously, the $10 million they would save with his cap space there because they decided not to pick up Kareem's club option. And I think I gave the Broncos more leverage to pick up Vaughn's here. And I, I think fans, there's a there's a mixed batch right now on social media. There's fans who are you know not very happy with the move. There's fans who are, for the most part, are excited about the move because I think Vaughn Miller still can contribute at a very high level. He looks like he's in great physical shape. He's 100% off the ankle surgery. He is training in Los Angeles, and he looks like a physical specimen once again. And he was virtually unstoppable in training camp last year. So the hope is that the Broncos can finally get a season of Von Miller and Bradley Chubb once again. The last time these two teams had a full season together, they combined for 26 and a half sacks back in 2018. It was a phenomenal year for Denver's edge rushers, and that wasn't even in Vic Fangio's defense. And now there are some 
hope that the Broncos can get Vaughn and Chubb for a full season in a Denver uniform in Vic's defensive scheme. Well, look, now they got Shelby Harris back. They've got Mike Purcell returning. They have Draymond Jones emerging now as a starter. They have a young guy, Malik Reed, who's very exciting at the pass rush position. I think that the Broncos, if they ever want to get into a situation where they want to go heavy pass rush package and they want the best package out there, think of this Broncos country for a moment. I want you to close your eyes as we dive into a little bit of a visualization period here. At outside linebacker, you have Von Miller. At defensive end, you have Draymond Jones. Defensive tackle, you have on the interior, you have Shelby Harris. And then at the other defensive end position, you bump down Bradley Chubb. And then you have Malik Reed at the other outside linebacker position. I would, if, if I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm saying, hey, how do I try to get my quarterback to get the ball to his hands as quickly as possible? That right there is a phenomenal pass rush package. Now, the base defensive package right now as it stands, I mean, I think the Broncos defense starting-wise is set relatively for the most part. Obviously, now you have to figure out who's going to replace Kareem Jackson. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but you have Von Miller in the base package. You have Draymond Jones at defensive end. Shelby Harris at defensive end. Mike Purcell coming back at nose tackle. And then Bradley Chubb starting at outside backer. And then you have your inside linebackers. Now the Broncos are looking to bolster their defense even more through a couple more free agent signings, potentially a cornerback. And then also in the NFL draft, bolstering some of that depth and developing some guys. We'll talk about the cornerback market as it stands right now for where the Broncos are at. But... Denver it looks very strong on paper with these moves. I think it's a great move that Vaughn is back when you look at the landscape. Now, the Las Vegas Raiders, they made a bunch of changes. They swiped, and they got rid of their most of their entire offensive line, and they released center Rodney Hudson yesterday, which was a surprising move considering how much dead cap that's going to cost the Raiders. But the offensive line for the Raiders just got even worse. And, I, and to be honest with you, I think everybody on Twitter was shocked about it. So when I look at these moves, yes, Joe Tooney to Kansas City, that's going to be a tough move there. Uh, you know, he's going to be a good addition for them. They still have question marks at the tackle positions. I like Denver's matchup there uh, in terms of defensive line versus their offensive line. And then you look at the Los Angeles Chargers. I still think that the Broncos have the advantage, even though the Corey Lindsley, obviously an all-pro center, is now there at the center position. I think that Denver probably has the best matchup advantage when it comes to D-line versus O-line in the entire AFC West. We'll see if they can build on that. But now we're going to talk about what does this mean for the future. Vaughn posted on Instagram. He says, I have totally bought into being a Coloradoan for life, let alone a Denver Bronco. I want to be here forever through the thick, the thin, the Super Bowl seasons, the losing seasons. I want to be here forever. Well, here's a potential pipeline for you and a potential plan for 2022. I think that for the Broncos and Von Miller, I think there is an extension option that is on the table for them. The NFL salary cap will increase significantly for the 2022 league year because of the fact that the TV network deals will be announced at some point. That's going to create a massive advantage here. That's why we're seeing some of these big-time deals. I think that if Von Miller plays well in 2021, the team will come up with a team and Von friendly contract and obviously some voidable years to give him some money, some signing bonuses. But I do imagine that Von Miller will retire as a Denver Bronco. And if he plays really well in 2021, it will all but solidify that stance by the organization. But Broncos country, let me know how you guys feel about the bringing back of Von Miller for 2021 and potentially beyond on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. But before we get to our next topic of discussion, where we're going to talk about Alexander Johnson and Tim Patrick, I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Built Bar. And Built Bar Madness is continuing, folks, as we are in the sweetest 16 and we are working towards the enticing eight. And today's matchup for Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there, the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber 
tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. The matchup that we have on tap for you today is the peanut butter built bar versus the coconut puff. I'm a big peanut butter fan. There's a debate between myself and the other lockdown hosts about which is better, peanut butter or coconut. I'm a peanut butter guy. I'm not a big coconut person, but that's my vote. And you can cast your vote by going to builtbar.com or going to at bar underscore built on Twitter. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. And just a reminder, Broncos country, as we continue our conversation here today, if you love Lockdown Broncos and you're a Colorado sportsman, you're also going to love Lockdown Avalanche, hosted by Chris Maselli. You're going to love Lockdown Nuggets, hosted by Adam Matas and Matt Moore. And be sure to check out the Lockdown Rockies podcast as well here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We have a podcast for your favorite team, your favorite sports folks. Be sure to check it out as well on top of your listening experience here of Lockdown Broncos. But let's get into our conversation now. We're going to continue on here today. Yesterday, the Broncos, they officially placed the second round tenders on Alexander Johnson and Tim Patrick. This was something that was announced on Monday, what the Broncos planned on doing. It was official yesterday. So what this means for the Broncos, what it means for Alexander Johnson and Tim Patrick, other NFL teams, they can reach out and they can try to offer both Alexander Johnson and Tim Patrick. The Broncos have the ability to match what other teams offer, essentially giving them the power, the ultimate authority say, hey, no, we're going to keep this guy or okay, you can take him. But there's a catch. If the Broncos do not match the offer that any of these other NFL teams make, those teams that would acquire those players, those teams would have to give the Broncos a second round pick each. So for example, if Alexander Johnson went to a team like Tennessee and Tim Patrick went to a team like the New York Jets, those teams would have to give the Broncos a second round pick. Now, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. There was a rumor that was floating around on social media about Tim Patrick maybe being linked to some trade talks in a second round pick to the New York Jets. That has been debunked as false. That is not true according to the organization, according to people around the organization, as first reported by Benjamin Albright. So Broncos fans don't have to worry about that. I think that Tim Patrick and Alexander Johnson are are both going to be back for the Broncos. Now, the question remains, would the Broncos at this point, would they match offers that other teams throw at them? And right now, the expectation internally for the Broncos organization is that both Tim Patrick and Alexander Johnson will be back in a Broncos uniform next season. Vic Fangio specifically loves Alexander Johnson, his fit in the defense. He's the guy that calls the plays. He's got the he's got the sticker on the helmet. He gets to play from Vic. He dials it into his teammates. He communicates that. Justin Simmons also lines guys up as well. I mean, that's how smart Justin Simmons was. But for Alexander Johnson, he plays a very intricate role in Vic's defense. And it's going to be really interesting to see what the Broncos do here in the rest of free agency, whether they go out and they get a linebacker, which I don't believe that's going to be the case. I would be very shocked if the Broncos pursued any linebackers here in free agency. Austin Calitro is not being tendered by the organization, so he's gone. So Denver's depth right now at inside linebacker, you have Alexander Johnson, you have Josie Jewell, you have Justin Sternid, you have Josh Watson, and I believe Joe Jones' contract is expiring, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So Denver could look to bring back Joe Jones potentially on a one-year deal, but they thought right now inside the organization is that their linebacker core is set and they're going to look in the NFL draft and maybe adding a guy depending on best player available if they really believe in a guy like Micah Parsons if he's there or if he falls and the Broncos are in a position to pick him maybe they go with that option but they're looking at Justin Sternity internally as one of those reliable guys now for Tim Patrick you know we talked about it on yesterday's show he's a great insurance policy opposite of Cortland Sutton when you can have size the way that you do with Cortland Sutton and his athletic ability and Tim Patrick his athletic ability and the ability to jump 
up and go get passes. I, I think the Broncos offense would have been absolutely terrible last year if it wasn't for Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick had six touchdowns, zero drops on 79 targets. We saw how valuable he was. Just imagine if Tim Patrick saw more targets for the Broncos, what type of production it would have done. And he also played really well when you consider it uh, against the wide spectrum of all these quarterbacks. When you talk about Jeff Driscoll, you talk about Brett Rippon. That's what we saw in terms of reliability from Tim Patrick. So when you reintroduce Cortland Sutton into the lineup and you factor in Jerry Judy, Albert Okuwebunam, Noah Fant, I mean, you have healthy options, healthy personnel, and the Broncos also have a lot of decisions they've got to make coming up next season when several players like Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton, those guys are all going to be unrestricted free agents. Tim Patrick will also be that as well. So Denver's going to have some tough decisions that they're going to have to make. I imagine that Deshaun Hamilton could be the odd man out in Denver maybe this year. He could be used in a trade package potentially if that's the case, or next year is an unrestricted free agent. I don't think that he's going to be back in Denver. And like I said, anything is possible. George Payton's going to have his eye on, on everybody, every position group, but the Broncos internally, George Payton views Tim Patrick as one of the security blankets and had a lot of praise to say about Cortland Sutton when they had the game plan and they're behind the Broncos, behind the scenes to look at what George Payton's doing this offseason. He said that when the Broncos traveled to Minnesota in 2019, they had to really focus on trying to take away Cortland Sutton. That's also how we saw Tim Patrick Patrick getting the mix as well. So Denver's got a very talented wide receiving core when you sprinkle in KJ Hamler as well. I think the you know the expectations for him coming to his second year in the National Football League. I think they're going to be high, but at the same time, I also want fans to temper their expectations because, you know, he is a fast guy. He's still continuing to grow, and he's going to get there. Coach Zach Azani is going to get that wide receiving room top-notch, folks. Don't trust me. Believe me, he's going to have those guys ready, but you also have to, you know, factor in time and place. What type of role can he have and the role that he will have you know, will be open to contributing to it. I absolutely think that he will. So the expectation, like we were talking about originally, Tim Patrick coming back to the mix for the Broncos. He will be back in 2021 more than likely the internal expectation inside the organization is that both of those guys are back and I think at the end of the day that's what bodes well for the Broncos but Broncos country you know you had a lot of questions set to me about Ronald Darby there were a lot of fans and we debunked it a little bit on yesterday's episode Lockdown Broncos we talked about his career in Washington the year that he had last year some of the injury concerns that he's had but I, I wanted to kind of put a lot of that to rest so I put the film review out on Ronald Darby it's on the YouTube channel Cody Work NFL be sure to go and check that out but then also I uh, we got some insight from one of the local experts here on the Lockdown Podcast, and we're Chris Russell. He's the host of the Lockdown Washington football team podcast. He sent us over a little bit of a soundbite as to what Broncos country can expect from Ronald Darby coming into 2021. And just to kind of put a little bit of an icing on the top here about Ronald Darby, Ron Rivera said that he thinks he's going to be a star and that he thinks that he's going to have a big year for the Broncos, and he was devastated when he lost Darby in free agency. So I think for a coach like Ron Rivera, for him to be able to say that about a player speaks volumes what I saw in the film has Bronco it should have Broncos fans excited if he stays healthy which I think that he can and I don't want to always reference injury history because I think it's unfair to the player he didn't play he wasn't injured last year he played in all of the games that the Washington football team played in that speaks volumes for where he is at and maybe what he can offer to Denver so here's a soundbite from our good friend Chris Russell of the Locked On Washington football team podcast all right, Cody, thank you very much. I'm Chris Russell from the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Obviously, did not get a chance to cover Ronald Darby in person this year. 
because of COVID regulations. So I can't really speak to what kind of a guy he is, other than he wasn't a problem here. He came home. He was in Oxon Hill, Maryland, a native in the shadows of FedEx Field, uh, which is in Landover, Maryland, came home to prove that A, he could stay healthy, and B, he could resurrect his career. And that's exactly what he did. Played almost 1,100 snaps, all 17 games. He had been really banged up for basically three years in Philadelphia. Uh, and we always knew he was a good cover corner, right? Um, maybe he doesn't doesn't have some of the same explosiveness that he once had uh, when he was a former pick of the Buffalo Bills, but he had an outstanding start to his career in Buffalo before the injuries kind of piled up in Philadelphia. The one uh, thing that I should point out, um, well, there's a couple of negative things. Uh, Number one, he did not have any interceptions last year. So if you're looking for a big game-changing play type of guy, it's probably not going to come from Ronald Darby. That being said, he did have a huge fourth down stop uh, in Dallas on Thanksgiving Day that maybe Denver fans might remember uh, after he got beat for a long touchdown early in the game. Uh, he, on a fourth and one, which really turned the game around, jumped a route uh, underneath and did a really good job. Now, he should have possibly, uh, could have possibly been called for a penalty, but they didn't call it. So, you know, it goes to the defensive back in this particular case, and it was Ronald Darby. So, essentially, that was like a turnover, but it, of course, doesn't count that way. Um, one thing that I should point out, He allowed two regular season touchdowns, according to PFF, uh, but two touchdowns and over 120 receiving yards allowed as the Tampa Bay Bucks picked on him uh, in the playoff game. There's no doubt that they saw a matchup there with their speedy receivers, and and that is going to happen from time to time, right? Corners, as we know, are going to get beat. So that is kind of the downside to Ronald Darby. I would say the good side is he's never going to humiliate you or embarrass you or anything of the sort. He's competent. He's smart. Uh, I think he can play zone well. I think he's reasonably good man. Uh, Although I would watch out for, again, speedy one-on-one matchups. That was a problem earlier in the year with first-round pick Jalen Rager of the Eagles, Andy Isabella even with the Cardinals, um, Hollywood Brown in Baltimore. Again, he did get exposed a little bit in those areas. Amari Cooper on Thanksgiving Day. But, you know, some big plays are going to happen, and I think Darby got exposed again a little bit in those situations, but he recovered generally well. He seems like a cornerback that leaves things behind him well and doesn't let one mistake or one play lead to a series of bad mistakes or bad plays. So I think Denver got a good deal in Ronald Darby overall. Uh, I think that's about what the market was probably going to pay him, maybe a little bit too high, uh, but it'll be real interesting to see if he can stay healthy in Denver. Denver, uh, with some good defensive parts around him. I'm Chris Russell. Some great insight from Chris Russell, host of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, folks. And we're going to get into a conversation a little bit more about what he had to say coming up in just a moment, folks. But before we do that, i got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. It's our good friends with their BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, the NHL seasons, they're in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And one of the real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And one of the things I was going to throw out there is I wish they would create the odds where husband gets annoyed by wife watching The Bachelor. I would put all my money on that and see how how much I could win on that because that's where I'm at. But BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKDOWN. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
Continuing on a little bit of our conversation from Chris Russell's snippet that he provided us on Ronald Darby, those are some of the things that I, I saw on film, right? He didn't have any interceptions in 2020. He had a lot of opportunities to make interceptions, right? So when we look at the Broncos, we look at how they struggled at getting takeaways. They had missed opportunities, right? Past breakups, but they didn't have those INTs. Can Ronald Darby change that in Denver? I think it's certainly possible. I don't think that people should automatically throw it out there on the window that, you know, hey, because he didn't force turnovers, he didn't force interceptions last year, doesn't mean he's not going to do it. I think that scheme matters. And for him, he's coming into a Vic Fangio defense, which, as Chris had said, I don't think you're going to see too many one-on-one matchups against speedy guys. I think that for the most part in the AFC West, the Broncos plan on matching up Bryce Callahan against some of the speedier players like the Tyreek Hills of the world. So I think that's going to free up what the Broncos can do with a guy like Ronald Darby. I think he's going to particularly stay on the outside, even though he has the capability playing inside the nickel. He did have a, a great battle this year against T. Higgins, the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. He, he did really well in that matchup. He did really well against Robbie Anderson in their matchup against the Carolina Panthers. And, and there's things about him. He's a smart, instinctual defensive back. I think that he's got the perfect blend of being able to play man coverage and zone coverage coverage in Vic's defense. Now, I think that Vic's defense isn't going to put him in any unprecarious situations where he's going to be out there by himself. I think that Vic's defense does a really good job of keeping cornerbacks, I think, protected. And not to say that he needs protection, but I think with his playmaking ability, his coverage ability to be able to stick on guys, I think that'll bode well for the team, and it could lead to more takeaways. I mean, he's a guy that jars passes out. He knocks him up into the air. It could lead to some tip drill INTs. Darby can do his part, so I'm very excited to see what he can offer the Broncos here coming up in 2021. But what's next for the Broncos? Broncos country? Well, you know, I think a lot of Broncos fans, the first couple of hours of free agency once it began on Monday, were freaking out that the Broncos weren't making any moves. And I had said it, it, you know, for the Broncos and what George Payton had said too about not really going out and trying to build your team in free agency, a lot of Broncos fans, I felt like, wanted to take like the biggest rock possible and just to throw it in the pond for a big splash effect, right? I wouldn't like that. I mean, that's that, I mean, that's cool and all, but that's not, I think, the way for sustainability. I think that when you're trying to do that, you want to skip the rock across the pond before you do that. And so for the Broncos, you know, you look at positions of need now. Yes, they have one cornerback. They're eyeing the cornerback market right now. William Jackson is still an option on the table. Denver could target Patrick Peterson, who right now on social media is playing games with Cardinals fans, and it looks like he may come back. It looks like he may depart. I mean, he's not really giving much word to that notion there. But the thing that I'm looking at here for the Broncos in terms of of cornerback, quarterback, and just the overall vibe of the market right now. The Broncos, they didn't target various quarterbacks. They think a lot of people were talking about as potential veteran options. We saw Ryan Fitzpatrick go to the Washington football team. We saw Jacoby Brissett go to the Miami Dolphins. And Andy Dalton is now the Chicago Bears quarterback. So, you know, it doesn't really leave too much room outside of maybe guys like Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, and even Sam Darnold. We talked about that little trade rumor that was floating around. That's not true uh, in terms of Tim Patrick and a second rounder for Sam Darnold. But Denver does have interest in potentially trading for Sam Darnold and Denver will have interest if Deshaun Watson becomes available, which look, the Houston Texans hand, they could be forced in the next month. James Palmer of the NFL Network said, even if the Broncos acquire a veteran quarterback right now, and if Deshaun Watson still becomes available, Denver will pursue Deshaun Watson. They will try to get a, a trade offer that maybe the, the Texans will agree upon that's not giving up too much. They may look at doing that, but Denver will be in play if in fact that Deshaun Watson does become available, but right now he's not available so we're not going to talk about it too much until he becomes available, folks. So just a little bit of a small 
keynote there for you guys because I get a lot of Deshaun Watson questions and I tell you what I you know I have nightmares about it because I'm sleeping and all of a sudden I hear Deshaun Watson in my sleep I don't like it it's been a talking point in Broncos country that's gotten very toxic so you know if he becomes available we'll have that conversation but Dever will have interest if he in fact does become available now in terms of the current cornerback market that's still out there obviously the rumors that the Denver Broncos are looking at maybe going with two cornerbacks in free agency obviously one in the NFL draft considering their depth at that position right now we talked about guys like Shaquille Griffin he's going to the Jacksonville Jaguars Michael Davis was a team that the Broncos had interest in alongside Ronald Darby they made a similar offer that the Chargers made but for Michael Davis the point was that Brandon Staley had convinced him they want to maximize his talent and they want to build around him. they want to make sure that he can be the cornerback that he envisions him so that was a selling point for Michael Davis even though that Vic Fangio and uh, the Brandon Staley they're on the same defensive scheme so it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out obviously Patrick Peterson is one of those guys that is potentially available he's been teasing Cardinals fans on Twitter whether he's coming back whether he's leaving so we'll see how that plays out I'll do some digging on my end to see what I can find out about that but uh, William Jackson is one of those cornerback options that I think is going to be an intriguing option probably the next highest priced cornerback that's going to be taken in NFL free agency if he's not already been taken by the time you hear this podcast I would be very interested to see if the Broncos uh, you know are looking at inquiring about him so there was an option right there I think he'd be a good fit in Vic's defense a very talented young cornerback the Broncos right now maneuvering out about maybe 28 million dollars of cap space you have to save around 9 million of that for your upcoming draft class so Dever still has some room to make some moves and to fluctuate some money. Obviously, lower cap hits for 2021. We know it's going to be more massive next year. There's also a running back that I think the Broncos could take a look at, and that's from a former AFC West Division rival. That is Damian Williams. He opted out of the 2020 NFL season, but the Chiefs released him yesterday. And I tell you what, he should have been Super Bowl MVP when they played the San Francisco 49ers. That's just my opinion. He was a, a dynamic force. He's a guy that is durable in between the tackles. He can withstand some contact. And he's also a good receiving threat out of the backfield. And if the Broncos really want to capitalize on building their offense now that more than likely Philip Lindsay is gone from Denver, th- that's a perfect option. Damian Williams and Melvin Gordon, those two guys in the backfield together, I think it would be very fun to watch. I think it would help elevate the offense. Uh, take it a next step further. And I think Denver has to do that. So an intriguing option to keep an eye on right there, Broncos country. And then safety. Do the Broncos look at Will Parks or do they look at a veteran option or a draft? Well, you know, a lot of people are throwing out Anthony Harris, but here's the deal. Anthony Harris would be way too expensive for what the Broncos are about to pay Justin Simmons. You don't want to have two super high-priced free agents. I think you pay Will Parks a very decent salary. To do that, he can play that role. I mean, originally he was a strong safety, but then he evolved to the nickel because the Broncos had so many injuries there. He excelled there, and he was injured at the start of the 2020 season in Philadelphia. At that position, he didn't really get a chance to showcase that. So I think if the Broncos want to take a look at what they want to do when it comes to Will Parks, I mean, George Payton was the person that uh, was spoken to about Will Parks when the Vikings tried to put a claim on him after he was waived by the Eagles during the regular season. So there may be some interest in bringing him back. I would look at the Broncos doing that because I don't think that Trey Marshall or P.J. Locke at this point are ready to start right next to a guy like Justin Simmons. I think that Will Parks is probably better suited for the role. And I think in the NFL draft, you go out and you draft a guy like Richie Grant. You draft, I mean, this is a pretty solid safety class for the NFL draft this upcoming season. Denver could have their hand in a variety of different talents. And I would be intrigued to see if they look that way. So we'll see what the Broncos do at safety. But right now, the Broncos have some holes at running back. 
a little bit more depth you want at cornerback, and then obviously safety is a big need for them as well. So Denver has to do some uh, digging in terms of addressing those positions. But Broncos country, as more Broncos free agency news comes, we'll have you covered here. Lockdown Broncos every single day, all week long, folks. We have you covered here, NFL free agency frenzy. And don't forget to tune in this Sunday to Locked On NFL Sunday Live with myself and Ross Jackson as we recap the crazy week. The official league year begins today, 2 p.m. Mountain Time, 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. All these agreed-upon deals will become official, folks, and so everything is going to transition now. The Broncos will have a chance to make some more moves officially, and we'll see if they're going to make one or two more moves uh, throughout this week. So keep an eye on that. We'll have you covered here. Lockdown Broncos. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, at Lockdown Broncos. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL, and make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and our good friends at Spotify. But Broncos Country, we got you covered all week long. Free agency frenzy is continuing to kick off. We have you covered. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos, here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.